Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Uh, Jim, this is so funny. You know, Dale Hunter, coach of the London Knights, He people think that he's just going in the room yelling at these kids. He's like, oh, he's such a tough guy. He's a scary, intimidating dude. But you learned this last year when we were on the road with the team. He is a funny, nice dude, isn't he? Yeah. I would even describe him as chill. You know, surprisingly, yeah. surprisingly chill. He just seems like a down-to-earth, humble guy. Well, Stubbs doesn't know about this, but I got some audio. We were sitting around uh, having dinner last night, and Coach said he had a challenge for me. He has something he wants me to accomplish this weekend. Stubbs, listen up. This is, uh, this is Coach Dale Hunter last night. Taz here with Coach Dale Hunter. Coach, thanks for having me again on the road with the boys. Yep, yep. We're happy to have you back. We had a good luck last time with you on it, Taz. That's the only reason you're back. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we're glad to have you. Lots of fun. Now, you said, I don't know what this is, but you say you have a challenge for me uh, this weekend. What is it? Well, we're sitting on the bus. We're talking, and uh, and uh, you, uh, Stubbsy, was sleeping, and me and you were talking, and we uh, we decided you were talking about the radio. I didn't know the radio business that much, but uh, you said I could do a lot better job than Stubbsy. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, there's nothing to it. So I'm basically, so now I go, okay, you're on in Kingston. You're going to do part of the game. And he goes, okay, we started with 10 minutes. We're down to two. So it's a two-minute. He's going to do it. It's a challenge from the coaching staff. Taz good, is, will be better than Stubbsy. So you want me to call two minutes of the game in Kingston on 980 CFPL without Stubbsy's help? Like, Stubbsy's not going to talk at all while I'm doing this. No, he's not. He's, he's, he's going to have tape across his mouth, and it's up to you. <laughs> To make sure you don't go London to Kingston, past to London, past to Kingston. No, I, you need me to. I need to learn the players. Yes, and the game of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I better go uh, find the internet because I got some studying to do. You got some work to do, guys. <laughs> but hey, you're 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 very think you can be very better than Subsy, so it's going to be interesting. We'll see, uh, Stubbs. Your job's at risk, buddy. You could be in trouble. Coach, thanks again, and uh, best of luck to the team uh, on this road trip. Thank you, Tassa. I just want to, Stubbs, I want to make something clear. That is not how the conversation went down. What do you mean that's not how the conversation went down? That is not. Dale's trying to get a rift, like develop a rift between (laughs) you and I. I was sitting there, and Dale started asking me about the radio, and he's like, so, Taz, you're on the radio. Do you think you could do what Stubbsy does? And I said, no. I said, well, I could, but I could also play goalie for your team tomorrow night. (laughs) Technically, I could do it. Yeah, I'd be terrible, but, yeah, I could do it. And and then coach is like, oh, I think you could do it. He goes, I I bet you could do it for him. It started at a minute. He's like, I bet you could do it for a minute. Why don't you Why don't you do the call of the game uh, in Kingston for a minute on Saturday night? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. It's an insult to Mike Stubbs, who has honed his craft for decades. He's like, no, you're doing it. So <laughs> you're doing it. Are you okay with that? I can't wait. <laughs> Give you a little break. Yeah. You could have a pee break. That, that never happens. During during the game. What on if I Saturday don't come night. back? Yeah.
<laughs> Jim, you understand. Like what we do is different than what Mike Stubbs does. Do you think you'd be able to call a London Knights game? Uh, in college, I did a little bit basketball play by play, but the Knights move so fast, and I don't know. I don't know if I could. I have a lot of respect for Stubbs. I would like to see Stubbs come on FM ninety six and do two minutes of fart jokes, and you guys swap bodies basically, <laughs> yeah. like a freaky Radio Friday. Can you do? Can you do <laughs> bad dad jokes and? Uh, Backsell Led Zeppelin song steps. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not, not without not without prep. Uh, exactly. That's the thing. It's it's going to be a lot of work for me to. Two minutes is a long time. It actually is a long time. Like, is this two minutes of hockey time or two minutes of lifetime? Did we establish? I, it that? should be two hockey minutes time. on the clock. Two, it, should, it should be two minutes of hockey time. Oh my because, god! Because if it's that not, could if be if like it's a six TV minutes. Timeout, like you can stall for 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 two minutes. But it's got to be two minutes of. Play I didn't by even play. think about that. If there is a timeout, I have to keep talking. Yeah, it's got to gotta be. It's got to be two minutes in the at the end of the third period. <laughs> Oh, no. What if the glass breaks? Could it be those two minutes? Oh, and you just have to fill. They're fixing, the, repairing the ice or fixing the glass? Because I wouldn't mind a pee break then. What is the longest like delay that you've had to talk your way through, Mike Stubbs? We had uh, a point in Windsor, and this is a long, long time ago. They were at the old Windsor Arena, and the old Windsor Arena had even older ice resurfacing machines. And this thing was barely making it around. And and then, just as it was about to go off the ice in the second intermission, they'd flooded, it died. And it stopped within five feet of the gate that it would leave on. And no one thought to shove this thing off the ice. It was so, stuck on the ice. That's what I... Did you get down there and push it? No, no. Uh, nobody actually tried to do that. I was stuck up in the booth, and the intermission went on for 45 minutes from that point on. Oh so we had about an hour-long intermission. Well, I don't know. They called the guy from home to drive in and repair the ice resurfacer. What did you talk about for 45 minutes? Everything. <laughs> Name a thing? Yes. Talk about that. <laughs> Stubbs is going to cut the brake line on the Zamboni just so I know what that experience <laughs> is like on Saturday. Well, can we do, Can we, let's do the first period. I'll, I'll call two minutes of Saturday's game in the first period because I was kind of thinking this is going to be a nice little vacation. Now I have to work Saturday <laughs> night. Is that all right with That's you? That's great. And, and if, like, third period game's close, I don't want to be calling, like, a crucial moment of the game. That's your gig. Like there's there's right at right at about the ten minute mark they've got a like a like a TV timeout mm -hmm. so I think like right after that ten minute mark we come, come back, back from the from the from that TV timeout then okay you do you do Done. two minutes of game time ten minutes into the first period in Kingston tomorrow night I will call the London London Knights game because Dale Hunter the coach of the team. Didn't ask me. He told me I'm doing it. <laughs> Chelsea joins us here from the promotions department. Hey, Chelsea. Good morning. Thanks for waking up early. Oh, always. And, uh, you know, Chelsea never wakes up this early unless there's a real special moment, and we have it this morning. James Marsters, you know him from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Runaways, Smallville. He's in studio. James, thank you so much for making it in uh, early this morning as well. Heck yeah, man. Good to be here. Where are you from, first off? Uh, I'm from a little tiny town. Uh, at the head of the Feather River, uh, up in the mountains of Northern California called Greenville. It's yeah. got a population of 200 people. And, uh, yeah, there's just not much to do. The logging yeah. is there. And, 
got out of there when I was about a year and a half. Yeah? Just ran away. I, you know what? Yeah. Here's, a, here's a compliment on how good of an actor you were. I was convinced you'd be British when you showed up today. No, only if you pay me. <laughs> that's, that's pretty damn good, man. No, uh, Spike no, uh, Spike big... was who we played on uh, on Buffy, and that's just such an iconic role. And Angel, you know, it, went, yeah. it was such a long stretch for you. Yeah. How did you get that gig in the first place? Um, they they had their backs up against the wall. They they uh, they've been looking for someone to play Spike for for a couple months, but didn't find anyone that they really wanted to hire. And um, they had three days before they were going to film. And uh, I think Joss, the creator of the show, said that you know scrape the bottom of the barrel. It's <laughs> like just bring in anybody. Yeah. And I had I had just moved to town uh, from Seattle, and I didn't have a whole lot of TV credits yet. But I had a long stage uh, resume, and they called me in, and I had a good Cockney accent. Yeah, and that's all. I don't know, man. Like, and they just had no choice. They're like, "Yeah, he's got the accent. We'll kill him off quickly anyway." So just put him in. Yeah, they're like, "Look at these cheekbones. Let's put these on television <laughs> was, right that now." Was cheap. <laughs> I think that was most of it. You think so? I don't. I have no idea. You know, because you have to give yourself some credit too, because I did hear that they were planning on killing you off early, but you were so popular they kept you around. Yeah, and the you know the low pay was good too. Yeah, I I I uh, I, I know I I'm a I, I'm a I'm like a OG punk rocker. Uh, I've been in a band, different bands since I was like in high school, and uh, like I saw the Clash play back in '76. That's, that's about and, as cool uh, as it gets. Like I was in Seattle for Nirvana, and so when they when they hired like a punk rock, they wanted someone to play a punk rock vampire. I was like, oh. Here I am. It's like, kind. Like, it kind of had a Billy like, Billy Idol vibe to it. Oh man, see, yeah. Is it yeah. Just maybe just because cool. of the bleached hair? That's cool. Yeah, he wanted a Sid Vicious. Ah, yeah. And I was like, you don't want Sid Vicious, Joss. He's like, yeah, I do. I was like, no, you don't. Here, I'll give you Sid Vicious. This is Sid Vicious. Uh, um, um, girls like me because I've got a nice face <laughs> and beautiful figure. That's Sid. Sid was a moron. I'm sorry he died, <laughs> but he's a moron. He didn't play on the album. He ruined the tour because he can't play bass, but he's pretty. Yeah. It. He was all image, no substance. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you want Johnny Rotten, man. Like, Johnny Rotten is like the heart of the band. Like, give me a break. You want Johnny? And Josh's like, what? God, whatever. Just give me punk rock. And so, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you pulled it off. It. You know what? I'm going to play a clip here because you did say you're, you know, you're a musician as well. Here's mm -hmm. uh, a clip from your band Ghosts of the Robot. Okay. Or sorry, Ghost of the Robot, I believe. Right mm -hmm. Having troubles with the computer. We're just escaping the bottom of the middle classes and keeping out of trouble by running fast. We're just foolish kids on a Saturday night, yeah. So that's Vandals by Ghost of the Robot with uh, James Marsters uh, on vocals and guitar. Yeah. So this is all making sense now because I also read that you were kind of the inspiration behind the probably one of the most iconic episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the musical episode. Was that your idea or how did you inspire that? Because it kind of splits people too. Uh, yeah, I we would go and um, we would we would have these like Shakespeare uh, party nights at Joss's house. And uh, Josh was the creator of the show. And he, uh, we would read a Shakespeare play, and then we would have a party afterward. And I was thinking, you know, normally 
when you have a party, some some guy says, "Oh, bring my guitar." So I started doing That's that. That's the guy you like the least, generally. Yeah, usually, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I was like, uh, the animal house, smash it against the, the yeah, stairs. Exactly. Yeah, I'll play some folk music for you. So, so, uh, so I would bring my guitar and then and uh, play some songs, and then other people started bringing their instruments. And at one point, Joss was like, "Actually, I play piano," <laughs> and he was very embarrassed about it at really? first, but he was actually very good. And uh, and so the the party kind of morphed into Shakespeare music parties, and then through that, Joss realized that a lot of the cast members actually could sing very well, mm-hmm. and that's when he decided to do the the musical. Very cool. Yeah. Now you say Joss, that's Joss Whedon, obviously, yeah. who's just blown up. I mean, to do Firefly, I think he did Cabot in the Woods as well, the Avengers uh, mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Did you know when you were working with him, you're like this guy is crazy? Got, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, he's crazy. No. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I saw it pretty quickly. Uh, I, I knew he could write. Like I, I really, I came down to Los Angeles to prostitute myself. Like that was the idea. The like, like, like I've, I've done art, yeah. and now I have a baby. <laughs> yeah, I have a son born, and now I have to like sell in a big market and make money. And I'm going down to Los Angeles, and I told my agent like I, I am not here for an Emmy. I'm here for like diapers. So uh, I, I'll be the new Urkel. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. th- th- like I'm not here for respect. I'm here for a paycheck, and I'll do anything. Uh, and and then I got on Buffy, and I and I quickly realized that that the writing was better than any original play I was I'd, I had done in theater. Like it wasn't Shakespeare. But it was pretty close. It is good. It is good. And I think people who have never watched the show think that it's going to be like. One Tree Hill or, you know, something very vapid, but there's a lot of substance, you know, the relationships, the love stories all kind of worked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They actually, what Joss was asking his writers to do was a neat little trick. He was asking them to come up with their most painful memory. Like the, 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 the day that they don't share with anyone that's too embarrassing or too painful, like Mm -hmm. if they got humiliated or if they hurt someone and they regret that. And and then slap fangs on that dirty little secret and yeah. tell the whole world. And so it was a sustained act of, of bravery and vulnerability from the writing staff. It's kind of a fun game to go back and watch the show and then cr- try to guess, like, what was that horrible day? <laughs> we start Deep that, Dark Secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's great. We got uh, James Marsters, Spike from Buffy, and so much more in studio. You, you can see James Marsters yourself. Shake his hand. I don't think he'll bite your neck, but you can ask. We'll see. Uh, tomorrow at Comic-Con. He'll be doing a Q&A at uh, 2 p.m. He'll be there at his booth, and you can come see him, get a picture, get an autograph, and, and meet the legend. The, one of the, you got to be one of the most iconic vampires of all time. At least top five, top ten. You're somewhere in there, man. Um, and th- that's so cool. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you coming in today, and we'll see you tomorrow. Right on. We are, uh, we're not in the same room this morning. I'm in Ottawa with the voice of your London Knights, Mike Stubbs. Jim's holding down the fort there in London, Ontario. Again, if people miss today's Artist of the Day announced, Jim, who is it? Ozzy Osbourne, and we'll be playing um, Ozzy before 7 a.m. this morning. Is it a good one? Let me. Oh, yeah, it is. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's the one I just said when we played the montage. I'm like, oh, I love this song. Yeah, yeah, it touches Sweet. you deep. And you know what? I'm going to dedicate it to my wife. Uh, Sunday, I'm coming home, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's on the way. you got to qualify today if you want to get in for Win It All 7. It is the final day. Jim, you've got a guest coming into the studio there. You're going to have a chat with uh, one of the stars of Buffy the Vampire Slayer after 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah, Spike. The the, the cheekbones that swept the 90s. Uh, James <laughs> Marsters is his name. He's going to be at Comic-Con this weekend. He's going to come hang out with us for like a half an hour around 8 a.m. this morning. And when you say us, uh, Chelsea from our promotions department is a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Thank God, because otherwise you would have had to buy the DVD collection and and do a lot of research <laughs> yeah. to get those get those deep fan questions for. For Spike, I, I never watched that show. Did you watch it? I actually did. I I had a like Sarah Michelle Geller was my crush oh, yeah. when I was uh, grade five plus. After I was over Kelly Kapowski, it was right onto Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> Stubbs, did you watch Buffy at all? I've seen the commercials promoting it. I've never seen an episode. <laughs> it's it's not. It's actually good. I mean, I know that you could you watch it and you think it's going to be like. I don't know, One Tree Hill or the OC or something because it's like teen drama. Mm-hmm. But it was for the nineties, it was it was a pretty well done show with some sweet action scenes. Well, Josh Whedon is the guy behind it and he did uh, the Avengers movies, right? Yeah, Firefly, everything, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, his writing style has really become uh, part of our pop culture lexicon ask uh, spike from buffy if he's been uh, like hounding uh, joss whedon to try and get in one of those marvel comics movies yeah why wouldn't you i would ask if he can get us in a marvel comics movie <laughs> please <laughs> uh so jim's back in london we are in the jump 106.9 studios here in ottawa stubs uh, it's you me boss brad is is making sure we behave ourselves and Brad's complaining that I stink this morning, <laughs> but I've been eating road food, right? Like we're we're on the night's bus and we pulled over. I had a uh, a truck stop Whopper yesterday at the Burger King. Love and, it. And last night it was chicken wings for dinner. So I don't think it's a big surprise, Brad, that I stink a little bit this I, morning. I, I didn't say you stink. I just mentioned that it may smell in here. You think I'm crop dusting the entire uh, the entire building? Yeah. Here in Ottawa. Yeah, don't don't embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> Brad and his stinky morning show. They were nice guys, but that Taz P U. <laughs> I think my I think my nostrils are just burnt out because I spent yesterday. You drove up, Brad. Stubbs and I were on the London Knights bus, and that's that's a little tin can full of a lot of dudes who are in shape, eating a lot of protein. So. I just, I got used to it. And Stubbs, you say the bus used to be a lot stinkier. It's better now. It used to be a lot of things. Well, think of it now. As we were driving yesterday, they did watch one movie, but then you've got satellite TV, you've got Wi-Fi. The guys are never bored. Picture that bus in the 90s when those things didn't exist and players could get bored. It was a scary place Farting contests. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like when we were uh, kids going to our sports games, we would play slaps. Uh, like in high school, we would be on the bus where you put your hands below somebody else's hand. Oh, and yeah. Slap. And then, and then he one time went to a basketball game. My buddy's hand was all swollen up and he could barely play. So that's not a great strategy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I'd like to hear one of Mike Stubbs' farts. <laughs> I want to hear if it has the same baritone as his voice. I'll see what I can do, Tess. <laughs> Do you have a Whopper? <laughs> yeah. We'll hook you up. Let's get Stubbs some Whoppers and some protein powder. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk the game tonight. 
67's good team this this season. Right now, they sit atop the standings. And in fact, the 67's in their dressing room, they've been in this building for a while. I mean, this stretches back to the 70's as this team came in in, well, 67. 67. <laughs> so they have this old board. And what they do is they handwrite, and I'm not sure why this is a tradition, but they handwrite the standings. And so it's a, a tall board. And. To start the season, they were kind of writing Ottawa in the middle, and then uh, the guy who was doing it was only about five foot six. So then they moved up the standings. They had to get a guy who was a little taller, so they grabbed a guy who was about five ten. Now they have their play-by-play announcer. His name is Kenny Walls. He's six foot four, and he's the only guy that can reach up to the top to write Ottawa right on top of the OHL standings. Wow. True story. And Kingston tomorrow night, how are the Frontenacs shaping up this year? You know what? They took that run at it last year, acquiring Cliff Poo and Max Jones from the London Knights, and they made it all the way to the conference finals. They are a much younger team this year, so they are in a rebuilding mode. But they have a guy named Jason Robertson who has scored 13 of the team's 30 goals. Wow. And another guy named Brett Newman, and he has scored kind of the, the other 13. They've scored 70% of the Frontenac goals. So if you can stop Jason Robertson and Brett Newman, uh, you've stopped Kingston. When Newman scores, do they put on the big, uh, the big screen there? Newman! <laughs> Newman! I hope so. Um, and last night, such a cool experience. We were sitting around after dinner with the team. We were at uh, a Jack Astor's next to where the 67s play. And we were watching a couple NHL games. And former London Knights having a good night. Not bad. Max Domi kind of kicked it off. He had the first goal for Montreal. Then he had a goal later. Now, Montreal did lose late. But then Edmonton in their game... On the power play, puck comes back to Evan Bouchard at the left point, and he takes kind of a half slapper. In it goes for his first NHL goal. Yeah, defenseman scoring uh, scoring the goal. Not bad. And the the coaching staff, the Knights coaching staff, were just as proud as they could be when that goal happened. They all just looked at each other and nodded their heads and were like, that's our boy. Congratulations to Evan Bouchard on his first NHL goal. We will talk more London Knights. We, we talked to uh, some guys behind the scenes yesterday. That audio's on the way. And so is Ozzy Osbourne. Why do you want to hear Ozzy? 